Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Are you ready for this? Sean Merriman, a one-hand sack. Boom, boom, boom. Out go the lights. This is Lights Out with Sean Merriman. What's up, guys? We're back again with another Lights Out podcast with me, Sean Merriman. And uh, we got a treat, man. Uh, One of my former teammates for a short period of time. We got some pretty funny stories that I'll bring up. Uh, Akbar Bajabia Miller. Um, and also the host of uh, American Ninja Warrior, which I appeared for a short period of time on. Uh, and it didn't go so well. I'll just say that. It didn't go so well. But I tried it. I had a good time. Um, but I think we, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit. So, Akbar, I don't know if this is true or not. So when I got suspended in 2006 and you came in, did you officially get vetted? At that time, actually, I did. So because you need you needed four years to actually. So I owe you a lot, actually. So I want to tell people. So I got suspended in 2006. Everybody know what for. And so I, I was out. I've gone four games and Akbar came in and he came in. And when you play in NFL for a certain period of time, you get vetted after a certain amount of years. Was it four years? Yeah, you needed four years to get that 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 vet card. So um, and, you know, that's all the, you know, the pension and all of that stuff. So getting that allowed me to get that fourth year. So I was super grateful because, as you know, 2006, so I came in, I was with, you know, through the uh, through summer training camp got cut and released and then came back again for, I think it was six games that I came back for. Uh, Cause I think you and I crossed over for a little bit again. Right. So it was a total of six weeks. And I was like, man, that was a blessing. That was $156,000, $156,000 that I didn't have because remember I set out all of Oh five. Yep. So I went Oh three Oh four with the Raiders set out all of Oh five showed up randomly to the Chargers facility in December of 2005 and ran into Marty in the, in the, um, in the, and right in the entryway, right where Georgette desk was. And I, I asked for a job on the spot and he kind of looked at me like, all right, you know what, let me, uh, let me talk to the scouting department. And that's how I ended up on the team. That's crazy, man, because, you know, I look back on it and even when somebody asked, asked me about the, the plan days and things like that, like, 
at that time, everything's moving so damn fast, right? And you don't really get a, even get a chance to enjoy the moment. Like, I, I look back on it now and being outside the locker room, and I'm like, damn, you know, I miss such and such. You know, being a clown in the locker room where you've been, you know, you, you everything's moving so fast, you never get a chance to, like, enjoy certain moments and certain times. And you look back on it, you need to, you know, almost in a sense, step away from it so you can kind of sit back and be like, damn, man, that was cool. Yeah, you know, I, I think what happens is that we we have this model that we live by in the locker room. Like, this is that moment. This is that time. The coaches, you know, the coaches always like, you know, where else are you going to make this type of living? And, you know, this has got to be your number one focus. So players are just, you know, all in. And then I think what ends up happening, you're so serious about it, you, you forget that it's a child's game still. Um, even though you got grown men playing it, and you look back and you reminisce, uh, kind of like that song, you know, you know, back in the days when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore. anymore. Yeah. But yeah. then you sit back and you wish that you had those moments again. Like, I miss those times with you, Coop, and, you know, SP and Coach Minuski going, you know, in the like, those were some good times. But you're so, I got to make the team in. You know, you, you know, for you, you had just signed, I think, in 06, was it 06, maybe? 05. 05. You had yeah. just signed a big contract. And I remember that. And I just remember the feel of that, like that was a life for me as a just slightly older than you, you know, I'm sitting back and you're seeing a young man's life change. Like, and those things for me, I've always been this way. I've always been happy for others, other people and their success. So it's cool to see people have that type of that change in their, in, in their life, you know? So you, you look back on it and, and I think we talked about it a little bit on the phone about guys transitioning, right. And trying to, yeah. trying to figure out like the next thing to do. And I'll tell anybody that I talk to, especially when they're about to be retired. Like I just talk with Antonio Gates. I talk with a bunch of guys and they always, always ask me, what is it like? And I said, dude, the first year or two, you're going to struggle. I don't care if you got stuff lined up. You know, I went straight into TV. You went straight into TV and was doing that side. But I still, uh, when I got off set and I got done out the gym, I still felt empty in certain ways because that competition, that schedule wasn't there how, how was that transition period for you man like because you jumped right in the in, you know on on screen and start doing your thing well it took me a couple of years before I kind of found my footing but you know I, I liken it to those who kind of like ah, oh, I don't get it because for those who never played professional sports they may not get it like you you people see athletes as you make millions of dollars like you should be happy take the money away just like let's not bring money into play I would liken it for the young folks listening to think of, imagine if you're all tied up in your social media and you got 100,000 followers and all of a sudden you lose 53,000 followers when you wake up the next day. You're going to be like, oh my gosh, what happened? And, you're, and you don't know, like, what did I do? And you're, you're trying to figure out and readjust because you're, cert you're used to a certain type of engagement. Well, it's the same thing that happened to NFL players. You walk in and you're living this life with 53 other or 52 other people and then just like that, that 53-man roster, you no longer have access to. And to me, and this is going to sound funny, but athletes in that locker room are really no different than groupies because the relationship is really, you know, uh, how, how should I say it? The re it's conditional. Right. The relationship is conditional. It feels like you have a brother. It's as if your brother or your sister isn't really your brother. It's, it's conditional. As long as you're in this house, you're my brother. But the minute you leave, you're not. So the access that I had to the locker room, like, oh, yeah, yeah, let's hang out. Like, oh, come to the house. The minute you out, you don't have that access. Nobody wants to be around you. It's almost like you've got, you know, leprosy or COVID or something. You know, nobody nobody wants to hang out with you. And that that's the part that I think 
puts people into this identity crisis. I, that, like, I was, I was just, I was just, just saying what I was about to say. People struggle with having an identity, especially when you don't have other stuff going on. Like that's you're identified by a football player. You're identified by what you do. And that's what people know. And the way you look, you and I can't shake it. You'll never be able to shake it, by the way, because I see how you work out. (laughs) But your size alone will make people go, how come you're not playing? Like, how many times have you gotten that since you retired? Like, how come you're not playing? You look like you can still still play. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And you're like, no, I'm no longer that person. And you can never shake that off. Or not never, but it's hard to shake that off. And so it it was, you know, two years before I jumped into media, those two years were in. I mean, they were tough. And I was just like, I thought I was a nobody. That's what I felt like on the inside. Yeah. And that sucks when you feel like you're a nobody, but you've accomplished so much. So I think the perspective is just jacked up. And then who do you talk to? You can't go talk to the guy that you just spent, you know, two, three years with because he's playing and he don't want to deal with you because you're on the out. Right. Who do you go to? You talk to your friends. They can't relate to you because you made millions. Right. <laughs> you know, so you stuck. You're just like, I'm, nobody wants to talk to you. Because the first thing anybody want to say is, oh, you made millions of dollars. You don't understand, like, where I'm coming. Like, I, I see I see people all the time, even when you see, um, you know, certain guys get injured, but they got a guaranteed contract, right? So you're like, well, why is he mad? He's hurt. He just, he making 10 million this year, no matter what. I said, that doesn't matter to some guys. Like when that part of you is taken away, it's different. And also, you know, when you when you start talking about the identity crisis part of it, you know, guys, even if you're doing something else, the money's different. And I know it's one thing you said, uh, and I just recently see, uh, seen it. I don't know uh, where it was. I forgot where I seen that. But you were talking about being a the basically the black Superman for uh, financial people in the community. Yeah, yeah. Well, and 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 I and I called you because I I didn't know. Ex- I, I knew. I thought I knew what you meant, but I didn't know what what it meant until like till we talked on the phone. Well, so yeah, after I made that transition and started getting going, and my my career took off. It took a long time before it t- it took off, but it did. And once I got to a certain point, and again. You know, I've made more money um, in in my post career than I made in my career. And I, the access that you get to the financial advisors and the people that just want to be around you and so on and so forth. And you look at the wealth, uh, the, 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 the gap, the wealth gap between, for races. And you look at African-Americans to white counterparts and you see there's a huge racial wealth gap um, in this country. And I just wish that there were something that I could do to be able to help uh, to close that gap. And I think a lot of that has to come down to, you know, just opportunity, literacy. When I say literacy, most people get offended. Like, what do you mean? We're... Right. No, it's just what you know about the financial world. I have people who are very, very close to me who the highest level of, you know, finances that they understand is perhaps a CD. And the minute you try to maybe expose to more, there's this resistance and you're trying to fight and it's like, yo, I, like I'm, I've actually been exposed to these things and I'd love to share it with you to be able to grow because I think now more than ever, there's so many different avenues to be able to get access to investing and investing, as you know, investing is the quickest way to build your, your, your wealth. Right. And it's, it's having access to capital. That That's really, I think we're talking about the, the wealth gap. It's not like, yeah, of course it's, we can bring a race and stuff all that all day, but I think it's really comes down to having the access to capital. I mean, there's a bunch of great businesses out here, especially black owned businesses and good, good things, but you don't even know how to get to the money. You don't even, you right. don't even understand like what, and I always, that was my biggest problem. Right. So I came, you know, I retired, I had some money in the bank. I was good and I was doing other stuff and I was making even more money, but 
even then, I had a problem with trying to ask an investor for something that's called for the, for my lights out clothing brand. Right, I'm I'm in eighty stores. I was funding everything myself when I retired because I just I felt a certain way about asking for money, for asking for capital because my whole entire life, especially my whole entire adult life, has been me providing for everyone else. So I felt wow. I felt weird. I felt weird even asking for money. And I saw my first, I'll never forget my first uh, retail stores out the bank uh, uh, off the bat was, uh, you know, 25,000 units to a retail store that was in, um, in the uh, South part of the country in the Southeast part of the country. Um, and you're talking about 70, but maybe 75,000 or $100,000 out of my pocket. Now, a lot of these places don't um, they do like a net 30 or net 45, some of them a net 60. So now I'm, I'm out a hundred thousand dollars for 60 days of my own money. And so when I started to understand and learn how to ask for capital and sit down with people, uh, and, sh- and, and show them that this is something you should invest in, I got a great business. I, it took me years to feel comfortable to sit down and ask for capital because my whole entire life, everybody was dependent on me. So and that has a lot to do again with literacy. Like yeah. I was going back and forth on. So, okay, so that's why I say that about literacy, because yeah. it's not about being dumb. It's, it's, it's that was that's So that's illiterate in a way. You're yeah, putting, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's an education process. Right. We all have it. I have it. I'm not, I'm no expert, right? I'm just, but the more information that I get, it's just like, I'm the type of person that if I get something, I want to hook the next person up. Like, yo, I got this. Let me show you this. Like just basic, basic levels of investments. No matter if you have, in the bank or a million dollars in the bank, you could have that. I mean, how many players do we know that came, you know, a lot of us came from the same type of background. They got, I remember this one guy player that I played with had $4 million sitting in a checking account. What? Right. Bro, like, hold on. Let me, let me, let me, let me talk to you all the time. I'm not trying to shame you, but you know how much money this 4 million by itself can produce for you? that's the type of stuff. And people always want to say, oh, athletes are dumb. No, it's not a, it's not an athlete thing. Where in our formal education do we ever learn about finances, right? We've been groomed, the entire educational system grooms us to make money, but never grooms us to take care of money, to be able to learn those things. So it is a, to me, athletes are only a microcosm of the world. The same thing you see in the locker room is the same thing that happens outside of the locker room. Excuse me. But we get the most amount of attention because we make the most amount of money. And so we're then demonized for our uh, inability to, you know, to educate or whatever. So anyways, if I could do it, I would love to be the black financial Superman and go into each and every neighborhood and show people exactly how to do it. Turn 10,000 into 50,000 and build from there. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, 
Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. You know, it's it's funny you said that because at the end of the day, you never really stop learning. There's so many things when it comes to taxes, so many, so many different, you know, I'm even now I'm still, and I know so much and I'm around, uh, so many wealthy people. So when I, you sit down and start talking about them and they say, Oh, you can do this, or you can do that. This is what I do. And I'm like, really? What? And you know, I got, I have tax guys. I have attorneys. I have financial, you know, I have a team, but it's also learning, you know, somebody, instead of taking a point out of your, you know, portfolio, they should be taking half a point or point, you know, so just little things, you're sitting around and you're like, what, what in the hell is going on? And you're constantly finding things out. And so for that, and you know, that's humbling le- learning, hearing that from you, because I still remember walking down the strand um, in, in San Diego. And I'll never forget, I saw this black construction um, little thing on the fence and it said lights out construction. I'm going. This guy's baby Magic Johnson over here. I mean, shot, I mean, this dude's got lights out construction. But you, you of anyone, and I remember, you know, when we were in locker room, we would have some conversations, and I, I just thought for you, like the the your ability to be able to know that you were bigger, your brand, you had brand awareness before you actually had like the crash course. Like you created your own, like your own, essentially lesson plan, and you started to, you know, I'm sure you took your lumps, like you talked yep. about. The fact that you had the wherewithal at 20-something years old to have a, comp- a, a, a construction company and then to have a T-shirt company, and you had all these different things going on. I was like, man, good on you. And I remember hearing some of the chatter like, oh, he's doing too much. And I remember I, there's somebody that I kind of was eavesdropping in and trying to compare you to Marcellus Wiley and saying that you had too much going on and you weren't focused on football. Yep. It was, a, it was actually how- it was an article in the, in, in the uh, Union Tribune. A.J. Smith is one who, who said that in the Union Tribune. I, and, and it pissed me off, and I'll tell you why it did. Because essentially it was trying to put you in this place and saying, I don't want you to learn anything else but football. And then when you leave here, whatever. I'm like, hold on, why shouldn't? Because the biggest platform you have is when you, or, or not the biggest, but it is a, it, it, you would be silly not to utilize the platform of being a professional player. I tell players this all the time. I go, when you, I don't care if you're the, the 53rd man on the roster or the top guy on the roster, 
if you say, hey, I play for the Los Angeles Chargers, I'd like to meet with the CEO from whatever company, chances are you're going to get that meeting. Yep. Let you be one day removed from that roster and see how long it takes you to get that meeting. Yep. See how long it takes you to get that meeting. So, so for someone to say in the front office that you shouldn't do these things and you're not focused on it, it was a way to shame you to put you in your place. And I love how you still stayed above it. Yeah, and you and you have to. And I tell guys all the time, especially and, and for me, the reason why I really started to turn it on and get that way, I, I've always had that, but it was the the first big injury I had when I missed in 2008. When that happened, I said, hold on, I'm not Superman. Like, I, this thing could be over for me because I never at that point have ever missed any extended period of time in my life. And so I'm sitting around, I'm sitting around, and, you know, you go to rehab, you work out, and, and you try to be a part of the team as much as possible. But at the end of the day, you start realizing what normal life is. You know, you a couple hours a day, and then you're done. And so at that point, I really started to kind of turn on and put on this, this hat that, man, this thing is could be over in any given day. So I turn it on to another notch. And so I, that's what I wanted to a- ask you about because you know normally a lot of guys when they get done with uh with their with football especially they either go coach or do something around the game. You got into the American, which my favorite man, American Ninja Warrior. How now? How did that happen? Did they have you to come out and audition, or like who reached out? Who gave you the idea to go and do that? Yeah, so I'll take you through a quick little timeline. So after I got done, I went to uh, the local. You remember Jim Laslovic yep. down in San Diego. And I went to the uh, KNBC down in San Diego, local San Diego station. And I knocked on the door and I said, hey, can I do the post game for the Chargers and the Aztecs? They're like, yeah. And I said, I'll do it for free. But in turn, you guys will give me my tape so I could learn. Because I knew I didn't have a big enough name. Like, I didn't have a name like my brother. So no one was just going to go, yeah, you can cop on television. Because, you know, I was a no-name guy, right? So I had to create my own, you know, value. So I did that locally in a small market, grew that. That led to me calling um, college football games for CBS College Sports for $26,000 a year. The next year, I made $28,500. The third year, I signed with NBC Sports, which just changed from Versus to NBC Sports. Um, And then I started doing the Pac-12 at that time. That was their first year, Pac-12, making $35,000 a year. And then I get the job at the end. In fact, before then, there's a gap in between. I actually took a year off to sell artificial turf. Because at that time, I had left the NFL, and I wrote this in my book, Everyone Can Be a Ninja. I had left the NFL with $300,000 to my name. That was it. That's all I had. I got down to my last $40,000. And I'm like, oh, shoot. My wife was like, you know, like, are you chasing a pipe dream? Like, this, this, yeah, you know. So I said, you know, let me sell this turf for $70,000 a year. I did that for a little bit, but it just, it took me a long time. And then all of a sudden, I got this audition call for the NFL Network. Right. NFL Network. In 2012, somebody saw me say, you should audition for American Ninja Warrior. And at that time, I had gone out on 100 auditions and everybody says, oh, yeah, we liked you, but, you know, we decided to go a different direction. So when I walked into the audition for American Ninja Warrior, I actually was kind of numb to being rejected. So I said, I'm just going to act a fool. I picked up the mic and just started freestyling like I was on WWE. Oh, look at him go. Are you kidding me? Look at that guy. And I'm just having fun. And I walked out, shook everybody's hand, didn't even call my agent and ask him if I got it. And he called me like a week and a half later. He says, hey, congratulations. I said, for what? I forgot that audition. Right. He's like, uh, <laughs> congratulations. You're the new host, you know, co-host of American Ninja Warrior. And my heart just dropped. That was March 23rd, 2000, uh, 2013. March 25th, 
2013. So the the crazy part about that is, so I I remember the episode that I did, and yeah, I so I saw that they were uh, I saw that they were doing this, and they had different parts of the country they were doing it. I, I don't know, was it 2016? Maybe I, 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 I think you did. You came in 2014. 14. 2000. Uh, I think it was the season six of American yeah, Ninja Warrior. It was a couple. Yeah. It was a couple years after you after you came on. Yeah, and so I'm you know I'm watching the show and re- I didn't watch it that much before, but I I started watching it when you came on there. So I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna go ahead and get the, get this a shot. And so they had all these parts in the country, but some of the dates didn't match up. The only date that matched up where I can do it was in Denver, was in Colorado. Yeah, and so I said, you know what, I'm gonna go ahead and do that. So I've been watching the show. I know the obstacle course. I'm like, I'm strong. I can do this. I play football in the NFL. Ain't nobody can tell me shit, right? So I'm sitting there like, <laughs> don't. I'm gonna knock this out. So in fact. Yo, I start doing uh I start doing CrossFit, right? Cause I'm like, that was the closest. This was when CrossFit was like really getting hot or, or hot at the moment. So I said, you know what? I'm gonna go do some CrossFit. And I'm this is the closest thing that I'm gonna get to doing American Ninja Warrior. So I go in there, I drop 15 pounds, I'm feeling good, right? I mean, you couldn't tell me shit. I'm I I know that I'm about to go out and kill this course. Yeah. And I'm working out, I feel good. And so I get down there, I fly into Denver, and I'm staying in a hotel, and I come out the, day, the, the next day. And everybody warming up, and they got cameras out there. And so for the first time, I'm getting nervous, right? So I'm, I'm getting nervous, because I'm starting seeing, like, people doing some crazy, crazy stuff out there. So I'm like, yo, this is crazy. So mind you, I got in my head that I did, a, I did a, this CrossFit. I'm in shape. I feel good. I can do this, do that, do that. And I'm doing the interview. And in the in the interview, in the interview, somebody else get an interview behind me. And I heard somebody said, Yeah, man, I just uh I just finished up ninja school. And I'm like, what? Ninja school? <laughs> what? What do you they got a school for this? <laughs> I'm yeah. like, yo, and people are building out actual stuff and they you know, an obstacle course in their backyard and they got gyms. Like this is for, for real. I'm I'm getting yeah, down. They got there. gyms everywhere. They now. got gyms everywhere. So I'm really thinking in my head. I'm ready. I'm about to go tear this thing up. You can't tell me nothing. I played in NFL. Yeah, y'all know who I am. Like, I'm about to get down here and kill this course, right? I go in, and when he's when I heard Ninja School, my heart dropped to my socks. I just knew I was in trouble. I go out and I'm I'm comfortable being in front of crowds and stuff like that. But what I'm not comfortable doing is failing in front of crowds. So I'm I'm getting nervous now. So I go out and my heart is racing, about to jump clean out of my shirt. And I go and I'm going and I'm past the first part, past the second part. I got it. I'm good. The third I, obstacle got you. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm feeling good. You couldn't tell. I'm like, I'm about to knock all these out. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. 
the ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. And so the third one was when I, you run and you jump off of the, the trampoline onto the ropes. Now, I'm looking at that. That's the easy one for me in my head. I jumped on the trampoline. I forgot that I'm 250 plus at the time. The trampoline touched the bottom of the ground and I didn't get high enough to get to the ropes. I go and I reach for the ropes. I'm not there yet. I splash all the way down. Big splash. Big splash. Yeah. I'm, and then not only that, now my leg is caught in the ropes. I'm there. I'm going to drown. You know, <laughs> not only my, not only I didn't get to the ropes, but I'm going to drown on national TV, right? So I'm sitting there thinking like, yo, my life is over. I'm done. That's it. That I, This is it for me right now. And uh, I got up and I was so pissed off. But at the same time, I was glad it was over because I said, man, that's that's not built for no, nobody our size. It's just right. that that's type of stuff there is. Well, I will say, Ke- though, Wembley. You yeah, season four, season four, Cameron Wimbley came Wim- out. But, yeah. he, but that's not. Only, yeah, I did. A ch- I did a challenge on MTV with him. That dude is like, like that's what he do. Like I didn't had too many shoulder surgeries and all. This. I'm like, no, 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 I'm good, bro. I'm good. No, with you that. know, it, it, it really isn't. Jordan Babineau came out. Uh, John Ryan, uh, Cameron Wimbley. Uh, and we've had a couple other yourself, Brendan Ayambadejo. Yep, he came out, and it's just it, it's a different type of muscle. I got humbled, like I did it, but I, I trained for yeah. three months. Yeah, I trained for three months, and I did two days with the ninja because I had the same thing you had. I was like, I can't fail. And like the day I stepped on that course, my heart was beating so fast, dog. Like it was beating so fast. Yeah, I called my brother just to kind of give me a pep talk to kind of just calm me down because I'm like. I don't know why I'm so dang nervous, but I'm like, I don't, but it's the same thing. Like, I don't want to fail in front of all these people because there is a certain gloss that you get when you have that title, former NFL player, no matter how good or, you know, or, or sorry you were in the league, you, you made played it to the in the NFL. Yeah. 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 And you don't want that gloss to be erased. And I was like, oh man, man, when I hit that buzzer, I said, people ask me, will you run again? Heck no. Oh, I got lucky to hit that buzzer. I'm not doing it again. No. Right. Yeah. yeah now that, I'll that tell was... them I, I will. <laughs> Yeah, no, that, that was one and done for me, dude. I, I'm like, look, if y'all want to wanted me to come out and promote some stuff or do it, but if there's no way I'm touching another trampoline in my life again. You know who hit me up about that? Aaron Rodgers? No way. Aaron, yeah, yeah, yeah. Aaron, a- 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 uh, A-Rod so wanted to do the the course? He was like, yeah, he said, I can, because at the time, he and Olivia were together, and they, they would watch the show together, 
and he was telling me he was like, "Man, I can come out there." I was like, "Yeah, but you you too expensive, right? <laughs> like, like you cost too much money." I don't think I don't want the Packers up on on Ninja Warrior, but uh, it would be nice to see Aaron come out there. It'd be crazy if he went out there and threw a hail mary and just hit that buzzer. That'd be great. Oh, dude, and, and all you can think of in your head is is like he's doing one of the course and his shoulders slip out. You know, on like oh, hanging oh, from oh, oh, right. something like right. that happening, everybody's just gonna pass out. You can't even stand that, right? So what's what's the next steps, man? What what else you got going on? Because I know the the pandemic kind of hit hit all of us. And did you guys did you guys shut down? You you shut you shut down production for a while, right? We did, we did. We we were getting ready to shoot last March, and we shut it down for like four months, and then we came back up. But we filmed in what we call a special season, season twelve. We shot eight episodes, so it's a special season. We created a ninja bubble. We're getting ready to go back into production. Uh, we'll have another, uh, like, you know, it's a reduced season. It won't be the same full thing, but it's the same protocol where we will have the ninja bubble to kind of protect everybody. We didn't have any incidents last year. Hoping to, again, have that same type of uh, thing going on this year. Of course, there's, like, vaccines and stuff like that being pumped out. But, yeah, I'm excited about that. And for me, like, you know, people ask me all the time what's next. I- I'm just, I'm very happy where I am right now just doing the ninja thing being a father, spending a lot of time at home. That's been the silver lining is just being able to be at home, be more involved with the kids uh, instead of just, you know, jet jet setting across the country, taking advantage of all the different opportunities. Um, But I I think for this, I mean, if if anything next, I'll probably want to stay in the game, the game show family and kind of do that. Uh, I've talked to Michael. Michael's done, you know, Strahan has done an amazing job of really, I mean, he is like that, that blueprint of like, if you want to take that, to, to the next step exactly 100% man well look I appreciate it dude for coming on um you know we talked a little bit earlier just just off about some of the stuff we got going on so we, we got to figure something out at some point in time to uh you know maybe create a show or come up with some good content somewhere man I'm I'm, I'm down for it but I do have a question for you because I got to keep it real like as I train I got you know Jim here at the house and I'm just you know trying to stay in shape and whatever I'm starting to feel it because if I'm not mistaken, you're 37, 36. 36? I'll be 37 in May. 30. Do you? Yeah, oh, this one, we're both May. I'm May 6th. You're May 25th. What, 20? 25th. Yeah. 25th. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so be honest. Do you feel because you play it at a high level now, impact everything? Yeah. When you go for a jog, when you go to sprint, do you feel it in your joints or you feel nothing at 36? Um, my, my lower body's fine. My knees, I had a, a, the, the knee and I had the Achilles. If anything, I would say lingers that I feel probably the most in here and there is my shoulder, right? My, my I have sh- shoulder stuff. And obviously, you know, once you have surgery, you lose a couple degrees in your range and that stuff like that. So it's a constant. I still get I still get therapy. I still get rehab. I still, you know, once once a week or once every other week to just go in there and, 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 and clean everything out my shoulders, make sure I can keep my range. Because I'll, I'll tell anybody this, and, and when you retire from any, anything as brutal as we did, that it becomes a lifelong thing. Like, you can't just stop. It, this thing yeah. is, I'm getting rehab and therapy for the rest of my life. It's just, it is what it is. But also, it allows me to go out and, I still spar, man. Like, I spar today. I see you. know, I, I feel, you know, <laughs> so on on that part of it, I feel great. On that part of it, I yeah. feel that I'm blessed enough to still do what I what I do, and I can scrap, and I like to scrap because it keeps me balanced, it keeps me sane, it keeps me even. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I got my days. I used to think because I was from Crenshaw, I was like, shoot, man, 
if lights come up talking some mess, man, I, I take them all from the hood. Now I'm not even gonna lie, dog. When I see y'all that thing, I was like, I will never fight him. <laughs> <laughs> all that stuff you doing in the octagon, I'm like, nah, I'm good. It's, like, if you come up to me, ask me for my card, like, yo, man, happy birthday, bro. <laughs> it's it's, <laughs> you it's fun for me, and you, and you know how it is. And everybody, because yeah. we had so we had so much uh, of a competitive spirit that. Once that take is taken away from you, you're like still trying to find that itch. You're still trying. So for me, I'll go and spar two, three days. I'll, I'll train some type of MMA or something three, four days a week. I'll still hit the weights. I'll do different stuff. But that to me is is my way of still staying competitive and kind of keeping the balance in the good. Somebody mindset. offer you ten million dollars right now to step in the ring, not with the biggest fighter right now, but. You know, maybe you have like your lights out circuit and they say, hey, look, we're going to do kind of like what they did with that Tyson celebrity thing for big money. Do you step in on a national platform, right? Like, you know, direct TV, whatever, pay-per-view. Would you step in the ring for $10 million I'll do, with Logan Paul? I'll do it for way less. Wait. OK. So would you get in the ring with Logan Paul? Easy. That, but I wouldn't even I wouldn't even do that to Logan. I'm for, like, <laughs> you know, what I mean, like. I like I like them too much. Him and his boy, him and his brother Jake, man, I like them. So if, if he ever did that, it, it'll be a big problem, and not for me. And so you know, <laughs> my and I and I'm serious about that, man. Like for, for me, um, it's not. But you didn't blink. I hope you know you didn't even blink. You're on to. You're getting ready to ask me the next question already. <laughs> but, but, but it's the, it's the truth. It's the truth because. I, I scrap all the time, and these guys I'm going against are real guys. I, I mean, 95% of the guys I train with are all professional, right? And then you got some days you go in and you're just getting some work and you're just getting a good sweat. You're just going and just working with a guy. But you got some guys in the gyms I go to, who in the hell not going to want to put hands on Sean Merriman? You know, somebody somebody want to you know somebody want to take it to that level, but I'm always willing to go there. And the fact is, and this is the truth, I'll fight somebody right now on side of the 7-Eleven right now. The fight isn't the problem. It's the, it's the training, right? It's the, it's the two. You know, you getting in the camp for eight to ten weeks. It's the training, and it's what else I gotta step away from. Like I've been, ta- I talked to Dana White at least three or four times about fighting Greg Hardy. We've talked, we've talked at least three or four times. We've talked about fighting and, and me fighting in general, um, but it's not the fight. It's the training that is going to take away. And you're running, you're you're running. I mean, a big time corporate. I mean, you've got a pretty. Obviously, you got the your 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 clothing brand, but then you've got the the whole you know the fighting thing. I mean, you you've got a lot of things going on, so uh, th- that would take a lot. You'd be like Vince McMahon trying to step out, right? <laughs> step out and get into the ring. Yeah. Now, to answer your question, yeah. I'll whoop Logan's ass in like two seconds. And but <laughs> okay, and Jake too, right? No, and Jake too. Jake wanted both both okay. of them. I love I, you know what I love them boys to death, man. They're cool. But I put hands, yeah, that, no problem. You know that's gonna go viral. You know they gonna come nah, after that's, you. That's fine. That's good. But it's it's nothing. I won't pick up the phone and tell them. You know that's not it. <laughs> so I love it. You man. know, I, hey, I'm telling you right now, I'm buying, I'm buying front row seats to that. Yeah, one no, sure. we, we'll be in, we'll be in, man. Hey, dude, I appreciate it. I know you got stuff to do, man. Yeah. So I appreciate you taking a couple minutes, and then uh, we, def- definitely let's wrap and, and put it together. All right, man. Thanks for having me, bro. You got him anytime, anytime, bro. Thank you. Thanks, guys, for tuning in to another Lights Out podcast. Me, Sean Merriman. And uh, how funny was that story about American Ninja Warrior? I mean, seriously, how funny. And look, I trained for it. I did all this CrossFit, and I lost 15 pounds. And I just, you couldn't tell me nothing. I'm going to go in and just destroy this course. And uh, I took a swan dive in the pond. Uh, You guys can check that up on YouTube somewhere. 
Um, but anyway, it was great talking to Akbar. I haven't talked to him uh, in some time, at least on camera. And, um, talk about the transition and how well he's doing and how some other guys can find a way to transition. And we got into financial literacy and, and all, man. It was really good conversation with me. So thank you, guys. Always. Thank you. I appreciate it for listening in uh, to another Lights Out podcast. Me, Sean Merriman. Don't forget to subscribe. Leave those great reviews. I, I read all the reviews you guys leave. So I appreciate that. Next week, we're going to fire off another big one. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. 